You're listening to Once, episode 288, A Wondrous Place, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron, And we've just watched this episode, A Wondrous Place. These are our initial reactions. We'll have our full discussion coming up soon. And in the full discussion, I may be a little bit more positive than what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> this episode, at least in this initial viewing, where my thoughts are all over the place... <sighs> I would say this is maybe, in my mind right now at least, having just watched this episode, I feel like this is the worst episode of Once Upon a Time. I also did not enjoy this episode. I found it very hard to follow, and I found that in moments where I thought they were going to rectify something, they they then dropped the ball a few seconds later. Yeah. Now, plenty of great lines, uh, some hilarious things in this episode, some cool things too, some nice ties back to other episodes and to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, a lot of stuff that we'll get into in a moment. Uh, So there were some really cool things, and I'm not hating on Once Upon a Time or hating on this episode. It's simply a bad episode in my opinion. Uh, And it was even a Jane Espensode. Um, And it was, it was bad. Uh, it it just it broke so many rules. I, I I don't know where to start. I mean, and while I'm saying <laughs> by rules, so many things that we thought we knew how they worked, and also at the same time, it introduced so many new things that it, it's it's a hard to follow episode. Really, I I feel like I definitely had a hard time following it. I whenever there's timeline inconsistencies or specifically with me because I did the Wonderland podcast and I'm so familiar with that series whenever that's brought in. If something's inconsistent, I just cannot follow the episode because I'm too busy trying to figure out how it actually fits in a way that makes sense. And I think in this episode, that was just a futile attempt because nothing really makes sense. Yeah, there are a lot of things where how it should have ended for this episode could have changed things significantly. Now, while we're recording this podcast episode live right now, several in the chat room are saying not the worst episode, maybe the worst of the season. Uh, some are even saying second worst of the season, so not the worst of the season. Okay, so <laughs> so it sounds like my opinion might be the minority, and I am totally content with that. Uh, I'd rather not be representing everyone when I say this is the worst episode. Uh, But for me, eh. so with that said and out of the way, let's discuss some of the things that stand out to us. And we do want your feedback for our upcoming full discussion, which we record live on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time over at onespodcast.com slash live. But for now, the stuff that stands out, I liked getting to see uh, Jasmine and Aladdin again. And it's funny that they did, they talked about earlier in the episode, they mentioned how uh, Aladdin said something like, how many times are you going to almost kiss me? <laughs> yes. Thank you for acknowledging that. We've talked about that many times in the past. And sure enough, it's because the kiss brought Agraba back. I think we had even theorized that before. I don't remember. I don't remember if we, 
if we did, but it sounds like a theory that we would say. Um, definitely, we thought that them kissing would break some some spell, and we did get to see the you know the rainbow energy shot of when they did kiss again, as we have with all of the curses being broken. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited that we saw like traditional Aladdin and Jasmine. That is to say, in Agrabah and Jasmine's pretty princess outfit. Um, definitely was one of my favorites growing up. And then even if they had done it a little bit differently so that it wasn't so inconsistent with Wonderland, or if they had tied it in so that it would work with the Wonderland storyline, I would have been a little bit happier. But I I mean, I liked getting to see the pretty princess dress. Yeah. And and speaking of (laughs) Wonderland, Jafar is in the bottle and which should have been black, and it should have been Naveen Andrews who popped out of there, not this version of the Jafar. Despite the fact that I do really like whom they cast for this Jafar, just storyline, and I understand Naveen Andrews wasn't available. He's who played Jafar in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. But when Jafar mentioned uh, going after the people who imprisoned him, that would have been Alice and Cyrus. So if you want to know more about that story, then go watch Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And then listen to our podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when Aaron was introduced to our podcast as a co-host with us. And by the way, speaking of podcast, a little selfish thing here. Today, the day that we're recording this, April 2nd, 2017, is my 10-year anniversary in podcasting. 10 years ago today, I published my first ever episode of my first ever podcast And it wasn't called anything that you know today. So I'll be telling that story in an upcoming episode of the Audacity to Podcast, episode 301, if you want to look for that uh, and hear my full story of podcasting and business and all all sorts of things like that. So watch for that. That won't be for another couple weeks that you'll be able to get that. But if you want to hear that full story, listen to that podcast, the Audacity to Podcast.com slash 301 in a week or so. But back to Once Upon a Time... Uh, Seeing Ariel was a lot of fun, again, too. Uh, It feels like they're bringing in a lot of characters that we haven't seen for many years. And and I can appreciate that. I really like that. I I like that we got to see her. I was wondering who we would get to see when they started, when they showed that Jasmine and Aladdin were stuck and, you know, wandering the Enchanted Forest. And then they started showing flashbacks. I figured we'd get to see somebody that we haven't seen in a while. And I think it was just last week I theorized that we were going to see Ariel, but in a totally different context of helping Hook versus this kind of other tangent that they chose to go on. So it was nice to see her, and it and it it kind of helped the episode, I guess, in a in a sense. I, <laughs> I couldn't even remember the last time we saw her, to be honest. Unless you remember. That mermaids make portals. <laughs> and here Ariel just offers a seashell to Hook so he can talk to Emma. That's one of my other problems with the episode, among many. Among many. <laughs> what did you think of the Agrabah in the ring and that that storyline with Jafar? That was clever. As soon as we saw them pop into the Enchanted Forest and the ring was there, I was thinking, uh, Agrabah's probably in the ring. And sure enough... It was. I thought there was maybe the off chance that it was inside the lake that they were next to, uh, kind of like a whole uh, Atlantis sort of thing, since Agrabah is kind of a a 
Middle Eastern version of Atlantis in a sense, that the dream somehow protected Agrabah, I felt like was a, a something they could have dug into even more and built up in some ways or made even cooler, but maybe cut for time. <laughs> Yeah. The Agrippa storyline was interesting because that was part of the frustration of trying to get it to fit with what we know of Agrippa from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And it's not even as if they're pretending that Wonderland didn't exist because of all the hints that they dropped in this episode. So Jasmine's dad being like the head of Agrippa at that time doesn't really make sense with what we know of the storyline. But I do like how like I thought that Jasmine was pretty tough and I really liked seeing her in in that way. And and that's not I mean, that's what Once Upon a Time does, but that's not really what she's like in the original. Although she is a little bit rebellious, she doesn't really take as aggressive of steps to protect her kingdom. But you know who do take aggressive steps to protect the kingdom? It's our wonderful heroes for one's podcast. You knew the answer, didn't you? <laughs> So, I sure did. <laughs> for this episode, I'd like to thank those wonderful, brave heroes who are amazing and would not hand over the ring that protects this podcast to your horrible enemy, but you would protect this podcast. You would wear it around your finger and you would kiss the ring every now and then. This is starting to get weird. But our heroes are not weird. So for this episode, I'd like to thank <laughs> Lisa Slack, Amy Cadillac, and our 24 heroes on Patreon. We really couldn't do this podcast without you. Seriously. We could not. It would cost too much to do. And you make that possible by helping cover the expenses. And we present this value to you. I've heard from several who have said, I still watch the show because you still do the podcast. That's cool to know that we make the show entertaining for you and we provide that kind of value for you. So if you get value from the podcast that we're giving to you, would you consider giving some value back by supporting the podcast? You can check out your options over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. You could give as little as a dollar per month or more if the podcast is worth more to you. Look at your options over at oncepodcast.com slash hero and thank you for your support. In the Aesop's Table, which great name for a pub, <laughs> when they said it was a new pub in town, that was a little suspicious to me. Because how often do new things show up in the town? And that they weren't going to um, the, the the rabbit hole either, which is the normal place where they used to go in previous seasons. Yeah, that was interesting. And, and then I think they kind of put our, us at ease by explaining it as the owner, whoever that guy was, had come from the land of untold stories. And so that would kind of make it less suspicious that a new bar pops up since all these new people have popped into the town. But as soon as they as soon as they zoomed in on that napkin, I knew that that was I mean, if her hair breaks the curse, what do we think her tears are going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as soon as they showed it too, I thought, uh there's something with the tears. Gideon is going to get those tears somehow. I didn't think that Aesop was actually Gideon. Uh, now, Aesop could still be somewhere in Storybrooke, maybe tied up. Maybe he's on Hook's ship or whatever. But uh, Doxon actually predicted that Aesop was really Gideon. So good job, Doxon. <laughs> I enjoyed the Snow White scene 
as well yeah. when she when she challenged the guys to the uh, the knife throwing or the dagger throwing and uh i re- i really enjoyed i don't know that she was acting very motherly toward emma but i did enjoy that both of them were trying to like get emma to to share in the pub and regina specifically and i have to say this did she get her phd from a curse because she was definitely trying to be archie tonight <laughs> yeah Uh, And all the papers are papers because of the dark curse and they're not digitized. I thought that was a funny little thing to include in the episode and and kind of answers one of those questions, you know, the kinds of questions we shouldn't be asking, like why isn't everything digitized or why, where do all these papers come from? Well, they came from the dark curse. That's where. (laughs) Another question that I had is how does Snow White have a toddler? Because I don't, I'm not great at knowing how much time has passed, but He's definitely still a baby. Well, toddler if I'm not mistaken. It's like, isn't toddler? And I should know this because I have a baby now. But Toddler's isn't toddler one, like, yeah, one year? It's one and up. Yeah. Do they and have that, a toddler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that fits. Prince okay. Neil. Yeah, Prince Neil is about a year old at least. He's older than that. Remember, they named him Neil because Neil died so that was in season four that little baby neil was born so then he's a year and a half yeah but the seasons just seem like everything just seems to happen so fast that a year is not always indicative of a season even though that's what eddie and adam said in an interview way in the beginning that they were going to keep it consistent so that henry could properly age yeah, and I think that they're doing that every now and then, you know, an episode has to skip time or we have to assume certain things happen in between, certain uninteresting things happen in between. Uh, so I think, yeah, I have no problem with it being kind of, at least seasonally, it aligns with the years. Not necessarily episode to episode represents week one and week two of story time. But that when you look at an overall season, season six is one year after the beginning of season five, that kind of thing. Yeah. Someone did correct me last week when I said that I hadn't seen Neil for many, many episodes that that I guess we saw him a couple episodes ago. But it must have been quick and I must have been taking notes because I have no recollection of that. I like that Hook and Emma did get to connect with each other. And so Emma is not completely hopeless, but it was a little bit too late because of her tears. And I thought her tears would be some way that Gideon would actually be able to defeat her. But Gideon's evil plot here is he wants to prevent Hook from coming back to Emma, and he wants to use Emma to kill the Black Fairy. That's not the evil plot of, I'm going to kill Emma, and the tears are going to help me do that. Which I thought, this this is one of the other things that frustrates me about this episode is the tears thing just seems unnecessarily complicated. Or just overly simple, I guess. Like <laughs> well, it, yeah, it could one be or one other. or the other. Because it could be like, oh, like, you know, and I, I feel like I've heard interviews with Jane where she's kind of acted like this or or at least mentioned that sometimes it's just this easy where, you know, well, we need for August to die. So, oh, there's a taser and, oh, it's magical. So the wood thing doesn't matter. So kind of just like we need 
Emma to be tormented. And so, oh, well, we'll just get her tears. And so that'll, we'll just write that in kind of as a rule. <laughs> yeah, definitely unsupervised is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's language. Uh, I would say this one, not only unsupervised, but this one was supervised by the people who wrote the unsupervised episodes in the past. I'm sorry I'm being so negative on this episode. I'm glad I'm, I do not represent the entire community in, in disliking this episode, uh, but I, I really didn't. Now, my opinion could completely change when we have our upcoming full discussion, uh, and that's happened before where things have turned around. So we'll have that full discussion soon, and we'd love your feedback for that. You can get our contact information on the website at oncepodcast.com slash 288. Email us, send a voice message through the website or call our voicemail line any time of the day. Don't worry, it doesn't ring an actual phone. It just goes straight to voicemail. So you can leave a message there to let us know what you thought of this episode and what some of your theories are about what's going on and what might be coming. And just in case anyone feels that dislike of the episode is harsh, we only have dislike of the episode because we have such love of the show. Yes. Thank you. It has set such a high standard for us mm -hmm. that we want it to continue to put us into that state of awe that we just didn't get from this episode. I should have let you do the speaking for me. <laughs> <laughs> you put that beautifully. Thank you. You're yes. Welcome. So we'll be back soon with our full discussion on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time over at onespodcast.com slash live. I hope you can get in your feedback and theories to us before then so we can try and incorporate those into our podcast. And in the meantime, please connect with us on Twitter at onespodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Please share this episode with your family and friends who enjoy Once Upon a Time by going to oncepodcast.com slash 288. And until next time, I have a great love for your people, especially poached with lemon and capers. Mm. And thanks for listening. <laughs> Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be an amazing hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.